keep the grind up. Hey everyone, welcome to the story shop for this passion to grow your host here, Christian. Does it get better? Can you really improve? Uh, we really just want to hear experiences from others and maybe, mm. and just maybe, we, we can find an ingredient to help us in our journey. Ned, how are you doing? I'm doing fine, thank you, Christian. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How is your day, man? Uh, my day is good. It's, uh, it's good. It's a little bit gloomy today. Overcast, but uh, yeah, mm-hmm. it's pretty good. Nice stuff. Nate is a um, software architect, tech professional, entrepreneur, uh, running his own things. Welcome, Nate, to the chat space of Keep the Grind Up, a uh, story shop for those passionate to grow. We're really happy to have you with us, and it's really a great opportunity to chat with you and see how, as a person, you're working on your growth, your personal growth, and how our audience in the, around the world can can also learn from you. Nice, thank you. Uh, yeah, before we start, I just want to applaud uh, this initiative of yours to start this podcast and uh, create a platform for people to share the stories. I think this is something I, I really believe in, uh, and it can make an impact on uh, someone you never know who is out there, like where who can like relate to like uh, your story. So. Thank you so much and uh, really uh, kudos for like, starting this uh, podcast. Mm-hmm. You're welcome, man. Um, so, Nate, I have this question that, you know, that I've had uh, while preparing this chat with you. And I just wanted to ask, what is the one thing you wish you did last month that you didn't do? And have you lost interest in it since you've missed the window? Or is it something that you're planning again, you know, although you missed, but you felt like, you know, I'm going to attack it again at some later time, uh, at some point in the near future? Mm, that's a very tough one. I mean, last month was January, and you know how people always have like all those resolutions for January. Mm-hmm. I tend to not have, uh, I tend to not make resolutions on the new year, just because I believe like if something is wrong, you don't wait for the end of the year to change it. Mm-hmm. But one thing I really wanted to do last month, and I wanted to start doing, is uh, more planning on like think on like my you know days and weeks, like uh, really just being like plan things in advance mm-hmm. and I wanted to spend like a lot of time, more time that I did like reading. This is also something that I feel like I failed to do just because again, without planning, random things keep coming and uh, I tend to get distracted by a lot of things that coming in like with either work or like other things, you know, coming into your life. Mm-hmm. So I think, yeah, yeah, just like trying to have like more planning and more structure around my days. But yeah, I haven't lost interest in it. It's something that I'm still like trying to do. Mm-hmm. I'm still trying to be like very deliberate about like how I organize like everything, uh, my days, and like be able to like know in advance like okay, this week for example, I'm gonna dedicate like that amount of hours like to reading and, uh, that much into like I don't know spending time with friends mm-hmm. and things like that. Nice. And um, can you count the number of times you've tested something? And you and it worked for the first time. I know you're a software architect, so basically you've been debugging things uh, uh, while you create softwares. But whether it's in your professional work or personal work, can you count the number of times you've tested something uh, that was new to you and it worked for the first time you tested it? Oh man, I must be very few times because I think uh, I tend to like <coughs> do things and uh, have to like. As you said, like debug it, improve it, 
So I cannot think of a lot of times where I just like tried something or test something the first time mm-hmm. and it just worked and it just worked. So I, I also just don't expect things to work at the first. I expect you to, I think this is like one of the best part of uh, learning also is uh, you do something, it doesn't work as expected. Mm-hmm. You try to figure out why it didn't work and you go and you improve it and like this is uh, one of the best way to learn and uh, yeah and get things down also so even when I'm writing code I don't like necessarily expect them to like oh I'm just gonna spend some time writing you know lines of code and then uh, as soon as I hit run everything works uh, uh, as expected so mm-hmm. yeah very few times very few times thanks for sharing that and Nate you are a software architect and I know we are both professionals but without making our conversation more of a technical conversation I'd like to know about your thought process when learning anything you know when you you've set your time okay I don't even know if you set your time because I'm just kind of like giving the answer but I want to know your thought process when you're learning something is it the same process you take when you're building a software or how does it look for you yeah I think it's the same process I use like in, uh, in the technical field it's like always trying to I guess understand like the fundamentals of things before like the the idea like for me is uh, you just don't want to learn something to know it but you want to learn something so like even if you forget about it you can understand where how to get there I'm not sure if it's like clear for you but it's like it's like in mathematics like if you I mean all those like theorems like you you learn if you learn how to like arrive to like those theorems like derive to them like you don't have to remember like the theorem itself if you know the fundamentals of how to get there like yeah you can like go and uh, find it yourself and come up with it yourself so i think it's the same approach trying to like understand the fundamentals and not uh, just like reading a script and say like oh this thing worked this way but like trying to understand like why things are done the way they are done and uh, and yeah so like <clears throat> because I don't necessarily trust my memory, but it's like if you know how to get back to uh, the result, you can always like do it yourself. So I think to me, this is something that is uh, that this is an approach that I tend to use, and it's like yeah, it's always about learning how to get to the result and not and never learning the result itself. Have you done anything not tech related? Can you tell us about it? What it is that you've done that is not tech related? like recently or just in general i mean uh, yeah. recently anything not tech related uh hmm or, that's interesting or in the past six months something new that i've done in the past six months uh not, not tech, tech related, related. I don't know if I can say I've done it, but I've been doing a, or reading a lot of, about like cuisine and watching a lot of like cooking videos and things like that. Really so this is like, yeah, this is not tech related, but I'm, uh, yeah, I just, I don't know, I just like randomly start watching a lot of uh, cooking videos, like reading a lot about like some chef, mm-hmm. seeing how they're doing things and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, and it's just like, interesting to see how people can be passionate in something i i, I like food mm-hmm. but i by no means i feel like i'm a great cook or you know i i can survive you know mm-hmm. i've been yeah i can survive i can make some things but uh yeah getting to like see you know people who are ex- expert in that thing and like mm-hmm. uh yeah 
practicing it and like talking about it, I think I found it very interesting. Yeah. Wonderful. And when we look at the things that you do that are not tech related, and again, the reason why I'm asking about non-tech related, because I want to see, uh, as a, uh, you know, when you go out of your your everyday life on your technology world, I want to see how you you keep yourself up and and the things that you do that are not tech related, and if you keep yourself up differently from you know from uh, how you do them when you're doing something tech related so the things you do that are not tech related did you choose to work on them because they are they all bring value or did you did you choose you know like the cuisine stuff reading about you know uh, cooking new books or show your own cooking is it because you wanted to know the value of how to cook or is it just a new hobby that you've developed recently uh know the value of how to cook not necessarily but uh, again i'm more curious about like how people f- approach problems it's uh to me it's all about like learning new tools or sharpening the tools that you already have and even tech i look at tech tech is just a tool to like uh solve problems and uh and make decisions mm-hmm. so when i for example if i go back to like the cuisine thing it's just like looking at like, how like someone will approach it like how they what they will use to make decisions you know like mm-hmm. for example let's say you're training an event or you have a dinner like uh, why would you decide to like cook these specific things like why like the type of input you will take and you know and those input is like it's it's amazing like you like when you think about cuisine like people will take like the, the current weather like mm-hmm. who is gonna be at the party like uh, what type of wine or you know beverage can, is gonna be there and all this thing and how everything pairs together like, so just trying to understand like how people make decisions mm-hmm. again it goes back to like uh, what we uh, what i said earlier it's not necessary about the result and you know like the food you put on the table but mm-hmm. it's like the entire process that goes into like and i think this is what is interesting is like learning like new tools and like new ways of thinking mm-hmm. and making decisions like you can take that from like something like cooking and then apply it to like another different part of your life like it doesn't even have to be like in tech, but you can apply it to like even like your personal life, like the way you make decisions mm-hmm. and all those things. So again, I feel like it goes back to like, uh, yeah, just learning new framework, new tools, new ways of thinking mm-hmm. and making decisions. Mm-hmm. And I feel like those things are that are applicable to like a spectrum of like uh, spaces, like, you know, or every like in your everyday life. Yeah. Let's stay current and we want to know what are you currently working on today? Um, currently, I'm involved in like a few projects. Again, I'm, I'm doing some learnings like on the side. Uh, I'm, one thing I've started to spend more time on is uh, doing. Uh, I'm learning a little bit more about like the metaverse, not you know, mm-hmm. not the tech part, but just like what it can create as value and what are some of the opportunities that uh, that exist in that space. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is like more like yeah, this is more like. Uh, Tech related. I'm doing uh, some, taking some, uh, doing some reading about uh, uh, natural language understanding. Also, mm-hmm. I'm also involved in a project that I'm very part of. Is uh, <coughs> this is an initiative we started with some friends from business school at Cornell Tech. Yeah. Uh, we decided to the idea like uh, was how to use our skills 
to you know make impact because everyone i mean most people want to make good in this world and create an impact and sometimes we're so consumed with our work that we just tend to like oh donate money to organization which is not a bad thing but i think also another way or or more impactful way to do things is like donate like your brain i would say mm-hmm. and what i mean is like using your skills you know your skill that you use in your professional life using them for uh, for good so we started uh, univi mm-hmm. which is a non-profit with the mission to provide the medical records for refugees and displaced people mm-hmm. and we started we so when we were in business school we had a, we did a trek in uh, Israel, where we had a hackathon with the WHO, mm-hmm. and that was one of the prompts of the hackathon, how to provide a medical records to people. Mm-hmm. And we narrowed it down to like refugees, and after business school, we were just talking, you know, as I said, like a few group of us, like how we can make impact and still like not only create impact, but in the process, learn and grow. Mm-hmm. So that's how we came up with Univi. We have a large team. Now it's a health tech nonprofit. We're, we're building this amazing technology we believe that can uh, help refugees and like medical professionals that are working with refugees. Yeah. Uh, actually, if you want to learn more about it, uh, you can go to our website, univi.health. Yep. Univi is uh, U-N-I-V-I-E.health. And uh, yeah, so yeah. As you talk about Univi, that project that you're working on, uh, how do you stay inspired? What is really moving you? Uh, I think anything you do, you know, you just have to always like remember why you're doing it, you know. And uh, like it's something like Univi, we're not doing it for like money or anything. Where yeah. again, everyone is, uh, and it can be very challenging because everyone is doing it part time. We all have like we all like very challenged already in our uh, professional life, and we're very busy. But reminding, like, uh, yeah, just going back to, like, remember (coughs) why we're doing it, I think it's important. And, like, this idea of, like, creating impact, we were able to, like, uh, interview some refugees and, like, hearing their stories, like, knowing, like, how fortunate we are to be in the situation we are and not then, you know, how we can also, like, give back by, like, helping other people, I think. This is like what keeps me inspired in that for this project, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, just remembering why we're doing it. That's that's really cool, man. And could you define what impact means for you in a project? You know, as you're working for Univi, as as you handle a lot of projects that you do, what defines impact for you in a project? So uh, I think there are multiple things, multiple things that I will, you know. Uh, look at for impact is first like creating value for people mm-hmm. you know this is like uh, whoever is gonna use what I'm working on mm-hmm. I want to be able to create a, a, I want to be able to create value for them I want to be able to empower them and improve their life it's possible mm-hmm. or make yeah and the second is just like you're working with people and as a team you want everyone to grow everyone to be able to like learn something new and come out of that experience better mm-hmm. and as again i told you like so there is a result part of like uh, impact but the result is never guaranteed you can work as hard as you want on something mm-hmm. and it will not mm-hmm. it will fail just you know because the market is right not ready because of like multiple reasons but what you can control is just like 
how you can grow in the process, what you can learn. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we have a team right now of people with like very different backgrounds, like like background in like marketing and uh, I have tech and, uh, you know, different backgrounds and just like getting like to learn from each other, getting to work uh, together. And uh, I've personally, uh, I didn't know anything about health tech and I got to like learn a lot about health tech. Yeah. I got to learn a lot, a lot about how nonprofits run and I think this is to me this falls also under uh, impact because at the end of the day we we as a team we will all grow and uh, regardless of like the outcome of the project we will be better off than when we started that's amazing man as as we wrap up um i would like to know what do you consider uh, that the audience should should think of you know when we talk about keep yourself up you know keep the grind up when the world where you know covid hit uh things are changing when we're not gonna come out the way we were before covid what are three things that you think people should always do or remember or act upon if they want to keep themselves up uh three things that are a lot and uh, i'm not a voice of wisdom but like some of the things that i apply in my life is like to me it's uh it's important to always learn like i feel like uh, you you will never learn enough and and one one way i look at it is like uh, you <clears throat> every day in your life and you will always be making decisions every day and you want hopefully to make better decisions like every you know over time And the only way you do it is like you're learning new tools, new ways to, of thinking and making decisions. Mm-hmm. And so like, the, I feel like that part is like very important. Just say to yourself, like, I want to learn. And again, it's learning is not like necessarily learning something about like my specific job and, uh, you know, how to, I don't know, like a, like a PowerPoint presentation there or all these things. But there are just like so many things out there in this world that like, you can learn, you know, and uh, with internet we have like so much resource we're blessed to live in a, in a time where like we have there is like so much resources resources out there for free that you can use to learn so i think like this is like one thing i would say like you know uh for people to like keep up with uh, uh you know and keep learning so it's keep learning a second thing i mean challenge yourself i mean it's a challenge yourself as it doesn't matter how how good you are you can always be there like it you look at like some of even like you look at some of the best athletes in the world it's like they tend to usually be people who like challenge themselves even more because you can always get better there is uh and i i have yet to like meet one person who says who told me like oh i don't think i can get any better i'm just you know <laughs> i'm at the top I, yeah. No, yeah i would never get any better yeah so i think uh, yeah the second part i would just say like challenge yourself and uh yeah the last thing is just be open-minded try new things you know i like that i mean they all they kind of all go together but it's mm-hmm. just like try new things like mm-hmm. you also never know what you can like where you can find like passion for Yeah, and be able just to try new things and uh, can be like sports, it can be new industry, new space, reading something like you're not, uh, you're not used to or you don't have much experience in. I think, like, at least for me, those things, uh, those are like three things that I try to apply 
to my life. That's amazing, Nate. Um, it was really eye-opening uh, listening to you from a software architect to somebody who's you know devoting the time, uh, putting out the time there to help people in the universe on the health space as well as you know how you learn new things you know uh, about cuisine your thought process and also what you are recommending our audience it was really great having you on the platform we hope to have you again in the future and we hope you keep the grind up yeah thank you so much christian for having me on this platform as i told you earlier i really commend uh, that initiative and putting this podcast out you're welcome i think i, I think this is a really great idea And uh, yeah, I will be happy to come back if uh, you invite me. If anyone is interested in like reaching out, talking, I'm you know always open to like talk to people and uh, and help or learn from other people. So yeah, thank you. You're welcome. This is Ned Koeda, a software architect, tech entrepreneur, and uh, someone who's doing amazing things out there. The easiest way to reach out to him is via LinkedIn. Uh, look for Nathaniel Koeda. And we'll also have these details on the description of this episode. We thank you, Ned, for being the, here with us, and we hope you keep the grind up. Thank you, Christian. Thank you.